Studios. This, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now. Happy Monday, friends. Is it? Well. How are you? I don't know. Look at me. I'm leaning on a chair. Standing up, but leaning on a chair. That's wild to me. We, uh, <laughs> hey, everybody. Hope you had a great weekend. And thank you for all the amazing DMs and feedback that we got after Friday's episode. Uh, it was a fun one. Dave was in. We had no set agenda. We just sat out to shoot the shit and have a conversation. And, and I guess it was quite popular. So thank you to everybody who downloaded Friday's episode. If you didn't, go back and give it a listen. So many DMs on that, by the way. And between the toilet seat thing, which, by the way, the people who changed their toilet seat won in my online Instagram poll. Really? Most people do it. Yeah. Most? I and don't then I know to, anybody who does that. Well, you know me. Now Hi. I know you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's so funny, too, is I was, we were at Dave's house yesterday, and I, and I went to his washroom, and I went, mm, dirty toilet seat, obviously. Previous owner oh, toilet seats. No. Mm-hmm. Gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Judge away. Uh, that was a great day, and we will talk about that coming up. Yeah. But first off, we should explain to people why... A, you're leaning against the chair, and why B, this might be a slightly shorter episode of After 9, because as it is, we just did a four-hour radio show. We do the pod now, and then later on today, we've got the show for London and Barry. You might need to take a little break. I, I don't I don't get injured off often. How, how many times have you even seen me injured the entire time you've known me? That's true. Like, maybe a cut on your finger or something, <laughs> but nothing serious. Not like this. Certainly nothing like a rectal injury like you've got now. <laughs> it's I guess this might qualify as one. I don't even know what's going on back there, <laughs> to be honest with you. But here's what happened. Um, it was Saturday, and in my house I have hardwood floors. So the stairs are also hardwood. But I had slip grips on them. So we decided to get new slip grips put on the stairs. So in trying to be proactive and thinking, oh, I'm going to plan ahead because they're going to come mutt. By the way, they're coming today. I just got a notification. Too late. Uh, because I knew that they were coming right after the weekend, I thought I'll be productive and this weekend... We'll take them off the stairs. So we did that on Saturday. Wouldn't you know it? Hours later, I'm coming down the stairs. I'm holding two things in each one in each hand. So I'm not holding the railing. I'm wearing socks. I slip on the hardwood stairs. Just ate shit. Just like, and I couldn't catch anything. Like I, I couldn't, it, there was no, it was so fast, Scott. It was like I was on a fucking luge. Like it was just like <laughs> down I went. Like, and I just went barreling down the stairs. And at one point, I like flipped up and then my uh, just caught my butt. Boom. How many stairs would you say between where you slipped and where you landed? So I can tell you there's 13 steps on that exact staircase. I probably slid down at least eight. Wow. At least eight of them. That's a big yeah. fall. Yeah. And you didn't go like face first or anything. This was butt no, first. Your legs went like, out from I, under I, you. I didn't roll. It probably would have been better if I could roll. But no, I didn't roll. I went fa- mm. like feet first. Slide like (laughs) bounced up. (laughs) Your sound effects are amazing. Smoked my butt and then down the rest of the stairs. And at first, I was up. I was up right away. I was like, oh, that was weird because I landed on my feet, right? Because like it was feet first. So I landed at the bottom of the stairs on my feet. So I kind of sprung up (laughs) (laughs) and I was like, I think I'm okay. And, and I had people over, my brother and his wife and, and my niece and nephew were over, so they heard it. They were like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> someone tossed a bowling ball down the stairs. I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I think I'm fine. My brother's like, are you sure you're okay? I'm like, yeah, I think so. And I felt okay in the moment. Ten minutes later, ten minutes later, I was like, oh, I don't think I'm fine. These things, they creep up on yeah, you, right? Yeah, yeah. So I realized then, I'm like, ooh, I might, I might have to take an Eddie or something like that. Uh-huh. And I did. Good. 
But uh, yeah, it's been very, it's very painful. So I don't know what's happening. I didn't go see a doctor or go to the hospital because it seems silly. I can still walk, you know, whatever. And and if it, even if it is, I think one of the worst case scenarios, I, of course, there's really bad case scenarios, but I don't think it's that because I'm able to walk. I'm not worried about anything too much, but it could be a fracture. And even if it's a fracture, Scott, I can't really do anything about it anyway. No. I can't do anything. I just have to sit here in agony She's or stand walking. here or lean here in agony. Kat's been walking like <laughs> Joe Biden all day. I have to honestly be strategic about when I go pee because I'm taking too long to walk to the bathroom in the studio because you have to walk outside the entire studio down a hall to get to the bathroom. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know how much time. Like I need more time than this because I can't, <laughs> I'm walking so slow. I might need to ask Dave if I can get, yeah, if we can get something in here like a wheelchair. You did offer up a wheelchair yesterday. Yeah, I was going to go and commandeer one yeah. at, uh, what is it, Grand River Hospital, I yeah, guess is yeah. the closest. Yeah. I, I haven't had time to, to do that yet, but that's okay. Octavia's got nothing going on all day. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, Are you more embarrassed or more in pain? You know, I was embarrassed at first and to the point where I'm like, do I tell people I hurt myself another way? But then I thought, you know what? I'm sure I'm not the only one. And what our radio show today told me was, and all my DMs, I'm not the only one. There's a lot of people who fell down the stairs or heard it in other ways, falling off various item objects like like a ladder. Oh, yeah. You know, like, all, yeah, like all these different things. So uh, you've shared your the, the scary thing for me is that they're all sharing their stories and letting me know. Don't worry. It will heal on its own. A couple months, you're going to feel better. A <laughs> couple months. Yes. Some people are saying that they felt the pain for two months before it finally healed, but you got to rest. But who can rest? Like, I can't. Like, rest. What am I supposed to lay in bed all day? No, thank you. Like, that's not me. I can't. I'd rather just be in pain. Any interest in going to, like, an osteopath or a chiropractor? Sure. I would absolutely be open to that. I don't know what they can do, though. Uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's truly one of those things where even if I went to the doctor, I could get an x-ray. Absolutely. Like, I could call my doctor today, and she's so great. She would probably wouldn't even make me come in. She'd send me a rec for an x-ray. But that x-ray is probably going to tell me, even if it tells me it's fractured or broken, it's going to be like, okay, here's the same stuff you saw online. Rest, <laughs> and it'll get better in a couple months. So I might wait uh, it out this week and see. And if I have no improvement by the end of the week, I'll probably go in to see my doctor or just ask for that x-ray wreck. Mm -hmm. But are, are you by taking any pain meds or anything so, yeah, besides I mean, the eddies? I'm, I, I did, yeah, I did the eddies, which I'll probably do in the evenings, but I'm just rotating Tylenol and Advil right now. That's, that's it. Got it. It sucks. Driving sucks. Oh, I'll tell you yeah. that the worst <laughs> is driving because it's fine standing here and talking to you. I'm, I'm not in like that much pain. When I move around, I'm in, I feel it. But getting into my car... And getting out of the car, oh, not fun. Yeah, you were here early today, too. You I was, here because I, I wanted to make sure that I had enough time. Take me 20 minutes to get I, into the building. Take, that's exactly why. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, could have been a lot worse. At least you fell on your butt. I, those people who go, yeah. like, face first down yeah, the stairs, that's holy true. Shit, yeah, it could have been worse. I could have broke, or even, like, breaking a foot. That would have been awful. Breaking a wrist. So I do count my blessings there. And, and the slip guard things come today, and they will be installed right away. Why did you take the old ones off before the I, new ones I, got here? Again, it was, a, well, obviously, in hindsight, it was stupid, Scott. But I thought I was being <laughs> proactive. I thought, I'll take them off now so that when they come, they just... Put them back. I'll put the new ones on. Got it. Dumb. Got it. It was dumb. Okay. Well, we're going to get into the stuff for this episode of After Nine. And if you need to take a break or whatever, just uh, <laughs> wave your hand or something. <laughs> if you see me go under the desk and not come back up again, you know I need a break. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Kat's going to do the rest of the episode lying on the floor yeah. here in our podcast studio. Not a bad idea.
Uh, no, I, it, that sucks. Uh, by the way, we were at Dave's yesterday. That yeah, was a good time. It was fun. Yeah, it was Ellie's first birthday party, his daughter's first birthday party. You know, and what a cutie too. She's oh, sweet. Yeah. Uh, Dave's wife did a great job at organizing it. I'm not sure what role Dave played in all of this, but it was certainly nice to to chill in his basement a little a little while. Yeah. Again for a little while. Well, his wife told me he came in a little last minute with some ideas, and she thought, "Oh, now you have ideas for the party," <laughs> which is so. Like that was, you know what I told her? I'm like, that would be my husband too, probably. Like I'd plan all these things and ask like, what do you think about this? Like a week ago, you know, what do you think about that? And how do you, and then like a day before, like, well, I don't like those colored balloons. We should get these. Why the, where was your opinion a week ago when I was planning this entire event? Yeah. Yeah. So. Hey, one partner's the planner, the other person is the ideas person, and they just come in with bad ideas to ruin plans at the last minute. (laughs) Last minute ones, yeah. That's how it works. Uh, You know what I realized yesterday, though? What? Because I was actually fairly comfortable. Uh, At Dave's place, I knew most of the people. Our friend Joey, who does the afternoon show on 91.5 The Beat, he was there with Mm -hmm. his beautiful little daughter. It was a good time. It made me realize, though, that when it comes to these social gatherings, I can walk into a room with a thousand people in it. And if you say, Scott, you've got to talk to... 100 people tonight, and I need you to fundraise a million dollars for the hospital or something, I can do that, no problem. Mm -hmm. Put me in a room with 10 people that I only kind of know, and I am far more uncomfortable than the thousand complete strangers. It's like a form of social anxiety, I think, and I don't think you're alone. You know, it's so funny. So my, my, I'll I'll tell you guys what happened to us. So my husband was there and, and, and the kids, both kids. But my husband had to leave with my youngest because my youngest freaked out a little bit. I think she's got a bit of social anxiety. She said it was the dogs, but I know that she's not that terrified of dogs to say that. And then I asked her after, I said, are you sad you didn't come? And she's like, no, I really, I, did, I didn't want to like be there with all those people. And I said, was it a lot of people you didn't know that made you scared or like upset? And she said, she's four for context. And she said, yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. I didn't know anybody and I felt scared and sad. Interesting. So she just brought art for you though. She did make you a nice picture. Which was beautiful. But my husband had to get to, to take her out to lunch. She couldn't be there. But I think like, maybe you're just born that way. You know what I mean? Like some people are just born in like, those are not comfortable settings. I wasn't even aware that I had that problem until just yesterday. It occurred to me, huh? I don't like a small groups like this. Put yeah. me in a big room with a lot of people and I can do it. Interesting. Small group? Uh, I don't really like it. So, or okay. I don't like Dave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Here's hoping he's going to be in on Friday, but no promises. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, you mentioned the bathroom. You uh, have to plan things out. I thought of a question I wanted to ask about the bathroom. Okay. And how something works. And, and I get that it's 2024, and I get that we've... Um, We've taken a step in the last four to six months where they've started installing like the tampon and pad dis- dispensers right. in the men's room. Yeah. And, and everywhere I go, it seems like somebody wants to complain about this. So let me tell you first and foremost, I have no problem at all with the tampon dispenser and the pad dispenser in the men's room. There are a lot of practical reasons that that might need to happen. Uh, maybe I have to run in and grab something for my daughter right. or my girlfriend yeah. or whatever. There's reasons that that might be practical. What I don't understand is why there's a dispenser in there. You know, the, the, the thing that when you wave your hand over it, it opens up and you're supposed to put the used tampons and pads in there. Oh, you have those in the bathroom too? Yeah. And it's right beside the toilet. Oh. So every time I stand there and pull the pecker out to, to do my thing, this thing opens up and it looks, it's like a door opening, like a mouth opening. Yeah. It's like, yeah. 
And like, I don't have a tampon to give you. I'm sorry. You know <laughs> no one in here does. No I don't know why this is here. You're not getting fed today. <laughs> Try again tomorrow. We should, you know what we should do is we should swap them because I'm pretty sure that the battery has run out in every single one in the women's bathroom. Really? Yeah, Octavia's nodding. I'm pretty sure we have none that actually work as a sensor. Well, so we could swap. Surprise. And then it won't open up when you're taking a pee. I don't mind doing it. If you guys want it, you <laughs> can have it. Well, I'll swap them. I, I can't figure least. why it's there in the first place. It, again, it's uh, no problem. I'm going to get you guys a functional tampon yeah, disposal machine. We get here early enough at the building. They're not even going to know if we just swap them all out. They wouldn't even those. notice if we fucking took it. <laughs> <laughs> you might not be wrong. Nobody's counting yeah. them. They just checked a box by saying, all right, dispensers on the wall. You can dispose of them right there. End of story. And wash yeah. their hands of it. I just, like I said, having them available in the men's room, I have no problem with it. I know some people do. I don't. I don't think it's a big deal at all. The disposal part, that's where I've got a bit of an yeah. issue with it, trying to understand. That seems like a colossal expense for the the people who own the building to have to put those in every individual stall. And I can't figure out why. But anyway, I'm sure that'll come up at some point in the future because... People talk about it. Sure. Starting today, Ontario's one fare program rolls out, meaning that riders that transfer between Go and the TTC and My Way and Mississauga and there's York Region Transit and all mm -hmm. the different ones there, they will be able to ride and just be charged one fare. They're integrating fares across the GTA and they charge riders for just one trip, regardless of how many buses, subways, or streetcars they take across different cities. So where this is particularly helpful is... Let's say you're in Mississauga. You can take your local transit to the GO station. You get on the GO and take GO to Toronto. Which sometimes you have to do, by the way, multiple transits. I think a lot of people are in that, are in that. I'd say boat, but you know what I mean. Sure. And then when you get off GO, probably around Union, then you can jump on the TTC to get wherever it is you've got to go in right. Toronto. Yep. So now you're at three different transit systems to get mm -hmm. to one place, and they were charging you three different times for that. Mm-hmm. What kind of criminals are these people? Why was it ever like that in the first place? Yeah. You know what government just doesn't understand? That there's really only one taxpayer. And I get that they've all got their territorial shit. Hey, the municipal government does this, and the Ontario government does that, and the federal government does this. But then the federal government has their own offices for passports and stuff. And then the Ontario government has their own offices for driver's licenses and hunting licenses. Municipal government's got city hall where you go to get your marriage licenses and stuff like that. Why can't we just marry all this shit into yeah. one? And when it comes to transit, why does York Region have to have their own transit system? Why isn't this just all one transit system? It's just... Ontario Go or just Metrolinx. It should all be under one. And nobody should be being charged three different fares to get from Mississauga to Toronto. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think it makes life a lot harder for those people who do have to do it. And you have to be as accommodating as you can as a city. So why would you not do that? You know, it just makes sense. And it doesn't even include all of them. If you're in Hamilton, sorry, you'll have to pay your Hamilton transit fare to get to the GO station and then pay again to get on GO, but then it's free after that mm -hmm. until you get back to Hamilton. Same thing with Grand River Transit and Waterloo Region. I mean, there's a lot of systems that aren't included, and why? Nearest I can tell, we got a great bus driver. I think his name is Alex. He uh, listens in this area, mm -hmm. and he is a bus driver, and he gave me some inside info on this when they first announced the one fair thing. And he said, well, the reason my transit agency doesn't do it is because it's run privately, whereas the other ones are run by Metrolinx. And I thought, who fucking cares? You guys figure it out behind the scenes. But either way, nobody should get charged more than once 
to get where they're going. Yeah. One fair, you get to where you're going, and that's it. Yeah. So they got to find a way to marry all these together and get everybody on the same page because it's kind of ridiculous what's going on. Uh, I know today the Premier is doing an announcement about how he's going to help support financially Ontario's college and universities who are just crying their eyes out that they lost all of the uh, international student money. Turns out we were treating international students somewhat like an ATM, really just shaking them down for money and, yeah, we'll give you a diploma or something afterwards, but we don't really care after that. Yeah. So they've lost some of their international students, a major source of revenue. The government is going to try and help them out today. And I have a feeling that even if they got everything they wanted, they would still say this is an outrage and, and threaten to go on strike or something. So it'll be contentious. I don't have the details yet, but we will get to it. Today, Ottawa is introducing the online harms act. The uh, government, was supposed to deal with this in 2019, but then they called an election. Remember that one? The 2021 one? Right. They called that, and it died on the order paper. So today they're going to try again, and there's a lot of people that are apprehensive about this because while the government says it's meant to protect children online, there's others who fear this is really just another attempt by this government to try and control the Internet. One thing that is going to come out of this, though, we know is going to come out of it is... There will be formal rules surrounding the sharing of non-consensual intimate images. Hmm. There should be no gray area here. Uh, yeah. If you have a D-pic that some guy sent you and you po- uh, share it or put it online, yep. that should be a criminal offense. I totally agree. That should be tied with jail time, an arrest, yeah. a, a criminal record, mugshot, the whole nine yards. There should be no gray area here. These intimate images that may or may not get shared should never be shared yeah. publicly. It's just all there is to it. I mean, I feel like the people who do that are just deplorable. Why? Yeah, what is totally the reason agree. for this? Yeah, totally agree. I mean, because they're they're hurt, right? They're hurt whatever way, because I don't think you'd share that unless you wanted to hurt somebody. You know what I mean? For some reason. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's not right. Do you want to hear something sad? Uh, I don't know. Do I? The numbers are in. <laughs> and believe it or not, everyone... We have something to brag about in Ontario. What? The second shortest wait times to see a doctor at a walk-in clinic across six provinces in Canada. The average Ontarian likely sat half an hour longer, though, to get treated last year. A new study says the average wait time to see a doctor in a walk-in clinic is 59 minutes. Mm -hmm. 34 minutes longer than the last time they crunched the numbers. And believe it or not, even though it's an hour to see a doctor at a walk-in, we have the second shortest wait times in the country. What are we going to do here? Honestly, this is not good. No, I it's mean, not I, good. It seems like uh, there, there's a lot of doctor's offices popping up in local pharmacies and things like that, and that's all well and good. That's great. Uh, it seems like there's doctors advertising, hey, accepting new patients. But they come down as quickly as they go up. I have a feeling when a doctor says... I'm taking new patients. They probably get fucking inundated like we get calls when yeah. we're giving away concert I tickets. I think so, too. I think so, too. There's still a lot of people who don't have them. I think people know that. Many people, if you're not one of them, know someone who doesn't have a family doctor and is waiting to get one. Is, could you do it? Like, if if you didn't have a family doctor, do you think someone can be generally healthy and just get all their health care stuff done by just going from walk-in clinic to walk-in clinic? Well, aside from the people that have to, no choice, have no choice to do that? I mean, I guess so. It's not ideal. But it's not ideal. No, it isn't. Like, I mean, I'm I'm so thankful to have to have a doctor. I could literally call, like I mentioned with my I could literally call them today and they will they would see me if I was like, I really think I need to be seen. Now I wouldn't take up a spot unless I really truly thought I needed to be seen. 
But how nice is that, right? That I have that. Most people don't. You know, most people do have to wait those 59. I don't know. I call bullshit on that. You think it's longer? Average? Probably. Yeah. Especially if it's not urgent. If you go in there because you're just not feeling good or something like that, I mean, hey, that's a reasonable thing to go and see your family doctor for. But if you don't have a family doctor, it's off to the ER or the walk-in clinic. So walk-in clinic preferred... But they're not in any rush to see you if they've got somebody else there with a bigger yeah, problem. Of so, yeah. And so it should be. I, just, I mean, as much, you know, it is kind of the way it goes. But how can we spend that many billions of dollars on something and get that abysmal result? And that, it's so true. The biggest thing that we spend money on in this country is interest on our debt and health care. And, and when we're spending more on health care than ever in the history of the country, and people are waiting an hour to see a walk-in doctor, that's fucked up. Not, nothing to brag about. In the States, there are uh, these things called minute clinics. It's what they call their walk-in clinics. And I got to tell you, man, they've got it down pat. Mm-hmm. You walk in, and it's like ordering from a restaurant. You go up, and somebody's like, hi, hi, what can we do for you today? Okay, great, customer service, good. Well, I've got a, a pain in my elbow, and I need to see a doctor. Great, have a seat. The doctor will be right with you. And on the wall, they've got, if you need a note written, here's how much it costs. If you need a 10-minute consultation, if you need a physical, if you need a sports physical, if you need a female physical, and it just lists off all the prices, and it's all fairly reasonable. That's for if you don't have insurance. And and you get in to see the doctor within minutes. And the doctor has a smile on their face, and they thank you for coming because you're supporting their business. It's yep. great. Yeah. And there's less people there in general because it costs money, right? Which is sad at the same time. I get it. There's some people there who just know if they're not if they're not covered, they're like, I'll go without it. And maybe they should have seen someone. However, our ERs and our walk-in clinics are also filled with a lot of people that don't need to be actually seen by a doctor. Mm-hmm. And that's our biggest problem. And we can't turn them... We're not allowed to say, hey, that sounds like bullshit, buddy. Go home. We can't do that. Can't do that here. So unfortunately, they see sometimes the same people every day. You know, it's bad. It's really bad. Today, some of the homeless people in Niagara region are getting a temporary new home. It's a collection of modular homes that used to be camps for oil sand workers out in Alberta. Mm. It's going to open up on Reardon Street in St. Catharines. It's 46 rooms, including some reserved for couples or adult families. The houses will house between 55 and 60 people. The plan is to keep them open for two years until more permanent homes are available. This is the way it's going now, isn't it? Yeah. So what we do, everyone, this is the new plan in Canada. We're, we're building all these houses and spending billions of dollars on it. And we're not building houses, sorry. We're building a lot of condos. And, and they're not ready yet. It takes a while. As you may have noticed, the work seems to go slow on some of these developments. So in the meantime, because there's so many homeless people, they're creating like tiny homes, like little sheds, and they put them all in parking lots. So this one here, 55 to 60 of them, they didn't actually have to build tiny homes. We just imported them from Alberta where they were housing people who were working in the oil sands. So now these homeless people have got an actual place to go. And I think that's great. We've given them a home. Here's your keys. You can take your stuff off and lock your door and not have to worry you're going to get robbed or shanked in the middle of the night for your tent. Yeah. That's good, but... Anybody else think it's fucked up that we have to build homes in parking lots for the amount of homeless people that we have here? there's that many. Yeah. Yeah. Good that they got a solution, but how much is that costing? Mm-hmm. 
And is that really the best use of money right now? I guess it's probably better than putting everybody up in hotels. It's amazing some yes. of the nice hotels that we're putting homeless people I know. in. Like hotels that are like five, 600 bucks a night, and the government doesn't give a shit. They just stroke a check and say, thanks for helping. I think I'd rather that. Yeah, like the tiny, ho- the tiny homes or the modular homes, like the ones you mentioned, if there's ways that we can utilize them, if they're not being utilized where they were before, then, yeah, that does, that's better to me than a hotel, I think. They don't get to keep it, though, right? I mean, we're just putting them in there, and they can stay there as long as they need to? Or is it like, well, you've Probably. had three months to find a job uh, or to buy a home. Get out. Yeah, I don't know. Is it organized by any any group in particular or not organized? Generally, it's organized by the municipality or the region. Okay. So, yeah, maybe they do have they do put things in motion just to check on those people, I would imagine, right? Just to be like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Are you moving along? Do you need assistance to move along? Can we give you some resources? I don't know how that works. And I know there's sensitivities to it as well. So I wouldn't begin to understand what they are, but I would imagine that they they would encourage people to not move on as in like, go find another home. But like, like can we help? How can we assist? I, I hope that every, I yeah, I hope that everybody who needs the help gets it. It's great that we have this option available, not glamorous by any means, but it's probably a hell of a lot better than sleeping in a tent in a field yep. under a bridge and an yeah. overpass on the highway. And we still see it, and we still see that, you know? It's really sad. Uh, let's do a couple of sad. We were supposed to have Sandra Ziskin from Diamond and Diamond call into the pod today, and she was going to talk to us about some personal injury stuff, and I have a great personal injury story. So let me tell you this. It's a 36-year-old woman from Ireland who got in a car accident seven years ago. Her vehicle rear-ended. She filed a personal injury lawsuit for $825,000 now that she was left disabled, she says. So she says, from being rear-ended, and I don't want to sound facetious here, I wasn't there, doesn't sound like a particularly aggressive accident, but she says, from that, she has been prevented from working for more than five years, She says she has constant back and neck pain. She claims she is now unable to play with her children or carry out basic chores, not even able to take out the garbage. Awful. You may have a broken tailbone and you're here. (laughs) It's true. So the case has been tied up for a while in the courts and the insurance company just found an interesting article. It was a photo in a newspaper or online publication after the crash, showing this woman participating in the local town Christmas tree throwing contest. Why is that even a thing? By the Why are we throwing trees? I don't know. Who started that? I don't know. It's like the people that toss little people. You know, I don't know why we do that either, but some people think it's fun and they bet on it and shit. Right. Well, uh, she was heaving a large spruce tree in the photo and it's a big tree. So the insurance company's like, let me get this straight. You say you can't play with your children. You say you can't do household chores, not even take out the trash. You say you haven't been able to work for five years and you've got chronic back and neck pain. You got $825,000 out of us and you can heave a spruce tree? Do you know what her response was? What? She says, even though I may have looked happy in the picture, I was actually in excruciating pain at the time. No, but still volunteered to chuck a tree. Is that someone's job at an insurance company to investigate these things? Because, by the way, I would love that job. Can you imagine? I'm a great little sleuth. I feel like I would be able to figure that out. Yeah. I don't know if they hire... i find that check easily. (laughs) Quickly. Look at her. I don't know if they hire private investigators or or if they have people to do it, but think about all the people that are ripping the system off. There are so many people that are off work and they're getting paid 
whatever they're getting paid, almost their full salary, to not work yeah. because they claim they've got something wrong with them that or prevents them from working. Or even those who have recovered from something still claim that they have it when they've recovered a while ago. You, you know? know, it's just, I don't blame the insurance companies for going after him. You know who I blame? Well, A, the people who created this fraud in the first place. I also blame the dipshits who were too stupid or why they would put that on their social media. Yeah, that was stupid. If I'm pulling a scam and I'm getting paid full-time wages to not go to work, I'm not going to post a video of me doing yeah. fucking yoga in the living room. <laughs> What's going on here? Skydiving. Skydiving, like yeah. Or something like that. What are you doing? It's like those dummies yeah. that are, I'm a good work from home employee. I get all my work done and blah, 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 blah. And, oh, hard at work here today in the old kitchen office, blah, blah. And then you look on Facebook and find out they're in the fucking Caribbean. Yeah. What? You're yeah. supposed to be working. Yeah. You're on vacation. By the way, if you work from home, can you really work from anywhere? If I'm a, on a work from home, oh. does it matter if I'm in Toronto or if I'm in Punta Cana? Right. So I think some workplaces have their uh, specific rules on that, if I'm not mistaken. But they can know your location if it's a work computer, for example. Let's say you're working using a work laptop. They can obviously tell what your location is. They might have a hard time with it. They might. But some places might be open to it and they're like, yep, as long as you're getting your shit done, I don't care where you are. I don't know that I would care. I mean, I'm probably a little jealous and a little frustrated that, hey, we have vacation yeah. time that you have to use when you want to go on vacation. Work time, whether it's at home at work or at work, you should probably be at home or at the office. So mm -hmm. there's a bit of gray area there, but I'm curious if anybody's having to uh, deal with that. Shoot us a DM. Yeah, please do. Woman is sharing the story of her company's ridiculous decision on TikTok. Uh, she's on TikTok at co.letter. She says... I had to read the email from HR like three times over because I was so taken aback by its contents. She claims, you will notice, or she claims the correspondence reads, you will notice in the survey that you have the option to share a room with a colleague. Be advised that at present booking status, there is only one bed in the room. The company is sending staff over to France. They're going to be doing some work over in Europe. Great. Apparently, not everybody filled out the survey that HR sent out, so HR assumed it was fine. Now they've booked people on this trip where not only are they sharing a room, a hotel room with their coworkers, they're sharing a bed with their coworkers. For a lot of companies, I'm surprised by that. I guess if you're being a little cheap, but if you're buying everybody a trip to Paris, essentially, just give them their own room. Like, uh, like who would want to, who would willingly be like, yeah, unless you're, you have like a a couple or best friends that work together for sure. Maybe then that there's a couple of examples where you could save a little bit of money, but otherwise there's companies that do their darndest to never have that happen. HR especially doesn't want to cause any issues. She says, I didn't even know this was possible yeah. in a corporate setting. And frankly, I agree with her. I agree with her. Take the trip though, right? Oh, take the trip for sure. Right? See if I can get another hotel room. Like uh, give me the flight. Maybe I can, you know, maybe I can go splits on a second room with someone who was supposed to share my room. You know what I mean? And we just go in on half of a hotel room, basically, to make sure we each have our own room. That sounds like a good plan. But I've never heard of a company doing that, wanting to even do that, by the way. Can you imagine? There's a lot of companies that do the opposite. They, they have to make sure every individual gets a room. Yeah. I've been on work trips before where I did have to share a room with a coworker. Really? Myself and, uh, remember Robbins? The engineer? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, of course. We were in Vegas at the uh, 
the National Association of Broadcasters Convention, and I had no formal responsibilities there. I'm convinced that they brought me along just to party. Sure. But I had to share a room with a coworker, and even that I thought was a little weird. Like, but you had I, your own I, bed, I, right? I had my own bed. Yeah, that's right, not that bad. Right beside his bed. Yeah. It's like I I, I got to take a shower, and I'm gonna be like naked with underneath this towel. Yeah. What, do you want to go for a walk or something while I do this? And <laughs> then I'll know? go for a walk while you are? Like, I don't really want to do this in yeah, front of you. Yeah, even two beds, it's it can be weird. So I'm shocked that they even... One bed for two people? Get out of here. That's a weird workplace. A Missouri man attempted insurance fraud by orchestrating the severance of both his legs and fabricating a tractor mishap what? to mask the act. Whoa, I'm not kidding. Whoa. whoa. See what people do for, for money? It's unbelievable. A 60-year-old purportedly lost both lower limbs in what he claimed to be a brush hog accident. That's a type of rotary mower typically affixed to a tractor. However, then some inconsistencies in his story came up. Firstly, his legs were missing, an anomaly in such accidents. Second, the wounds appeared unusually neat for an encounter with a mower like this. And the guy who was identified as a known paraplegic, prompting skepticism regarding his presence in the path of this gory mess. In other words, if he was paraplegic, he likely wouldn't have been in his chair watching this mower come right at him, right? Right. So they investigated. It was the Howell County Sheriff's Office, and they suspect he's lying, and he paid somebody to cut off his fucking legs. At 60 years old, what, what brings you that far you know, into life to go... I'm going to try for this. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm going to spend, to do what? To spend the last years of your life not working? Like, is that the point? Or to get money? The police say if it was done by a brush hog, it would have been a bloody, gory mess. I've seen those type of accidents before. Ooh, this wasn't imagine. like that. Ooh. Responders at the scene also questioned the presence of tourniquets on his leg stumps immediately following the alleged accident. Subsequent investigations found that the man from Florida had visited the victim wielding a hatchet and purportedly carried out the amputation oh. for a fee. Oh, 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 stop. It was later disclosed the 60-year-old paraplegic had schemed to commit insurance fraud. Given that he had no functional use for his legs, he orchestrated their removal in a staged accident. However, as he had not yet initiated an insurance claim, they will not be pressing charges at the moment. Ah, okay. So technicality, this guy... Doesn't really need his legs, he thinks. Right. So I got to get rid of these. Make it seem like an accident. So I'm just going to pay somebody to cut my legs off. Did you really think a hatchet was the best way to do this? Like, honest to God. Stop and think about that for a second. You wanted somebody to cut off your legs with a fucking hatchet? He did. But because he hadn't actually put in a claim through insurance yet, he technically didn't do anything wrong except cut off his own fucking legs. And why didn't he put a claim in through insurance? He just hadn't gotten there yet. When the cops came, they didn't initially thought, right. this looks a little fishy here. Something's a little sus here. So he, uh, he refrained from putting in the claim, and it's a good thing he didn't. Otherwise, it would have been a pretty major insurance fraud. Well, well, he tried. <laughs> he, he tried, yeah. But, but it, now I'll look at you. At what point would the pain get so bad there that you think, you know what, they got to take my legs? Yeah. <laughs> How are you holding up? We'll we're, we're about 35 minutes uh, in, and we're going to do yeah. the replay of Missed Connections now. But are you good? Yeah, I'm all right. Okay. Hang it in there. Wasn't it great to see Blue Jays baseball back this weekend? It's so nice. It's just spring training.
but, but God, still. is it ever nice. But still nice, yeah. It's beautiful outside. Mm-hmm. The uh, Farmer's Almanac is out with their spring forecast, by the way, in case you haven't heard. In the Almanac this time around, they are promising a mix of rain and snow, warm and cold, all spring Long. And it's been a bit of a roller coaster for winter as well. So I guess it doesn't surpri- does not surprise us that it's going to continue that way into the spring. Did you ever bring up the, uh, are we working for free on Thursday or what's the deal? Thursday's Did I day. bring it up? Did you bring it up? No. Well, I don't want to do it. They don't get mad at you. They get mad at I'm me not- when I do shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> Thursday, for those who don't know, and if you haven't heard the other episodes, they were a couple weeks ago. We pointed out that on a leap day, there's an extra year or an extra day in the year. There's 29 days in February. Mm -hmm. Now, last year, there was no 29th of February, and you got paid whatever it is you got paid last year. This year, you'll likely get paid the exact same amount, but you'll work one day longer because there is a 29th. So that has some people saying, well, hold the fuck on here. (laughs) I don't know if they actually said that. Hold the fuck on. That's just the way it sounds in my head. Hold the fuck on here. What's going on? Uh, That has some people saying, hey, Well, if I'm not going to get paid any extra to work on Thursday, I'm taking the day off. And I kind of don't blame them for doing that. And some companies might be like, who knows, right? Some companies might come, if they have enough complaints, might just be like, oh, take a loo day or or whatever works for their company. right? I I think that would be a fair trade, a a loo day. I would take a loo day for working on Thursday, wouldn't you? (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm just going to take whatever they offer me because it's, I really don't have a leg to stand on here. Whatever. I mean, whatever. Just like that other guy. Oh, poor son of a gun. What he, a dummy. He did it to himself. Yeah, he did. Okay, so we will wait and see what the province announces in the way of supporting colleges and universities. We will wait and see what Ottawa is proposing as far as protecting children from online harms without, they say, jeopardizing people's access to the internet. And, oh, they're also going to announce the Pharmacare thing today, too. Did you okay. hear about this on Friday? Now they have a deal on Pharmacare? Yeah. But it's not a deal on Pharmacare. The deal was, Jagmeet Singh is just such a... Uh. Was it what the NDP wanted? Well, they That's say what? they wanted uh, a Pharmacare bill. Well, the Liberals said, uh, the polls say people don't want it. The budget says we can't afford it. But you're going to make us go to an election, and we're going to get our asses kicked if we do. So we got to find a way to not have an election. So they reached a compromise that works for those two parties, but really not for many other people. Mm. Now it's not going to be Pharmacare, per se. It'll be certain drugs, if you've got an OHIP card and you've got uh, diabetes, for example, diabetes drugs would be covered. So would contraception, birth control pills and mm-hmm. things like that. That's good. That'll help some people. Yeah. But it's not Pharmacare. Jagmeet promised you Pharmacare yeah. and that's not what you are getting. It's a little more all-encompassing Pharmacare would have been, right? Yeah. A little more? A little uh, more? It, it would have been, but uh, we can't afford that either. In fact, just in its current form with diabetes drugs and, and uh, contraceptives, the launch cost, $800 million. Wow. Well, that'll take inflation up a little bit soon, too, won't it? Great. Have yourselves a great day, everybody. We will see you tomorrow with another episode of After 9, and we'll have a lot more to talk about on those topics and more. We'll see you then. Bye, friends. Missed Connections. Missed Connections on the Scott and Cat Show. Okay, this is the part of the show where we try and connect two people that have had an encounter in the past. One's looking for the other can't find him, so they told the story online. Elevator guy, this one's called. A lot of people bump into each other on the elevator. I don't talk to anybody on the elevator. So it's amazing how many connections can be made. Hey, hot guy in the elevator. You were at the office building on Main. Wow. You totally took me by surprise. 
You were there to drop something off, I think, and I was there for a job interview. And the girl with the blonde hair wearing an off-white coat. You were carrying a folder. You look important. You had a brown jacket on. We made small talk about the weather, especially about the wind. I felt something special, so I took action and pushed a bunch of buttons on the elevator ride with you oh, to no. slow things down. <laughs> to slow things down or piss him off. What did you do? I, I really wanted to get to know you. I lied and told you I didn't do it. But You I lied didn't. about that? <laughs> Why could you lie? See, wait, couldn't he see though? Like yes. It's right there at the door. Like, <laughs> push, all, push all the buttons. It wasn't me. <laughs> Does he have eyes or is he missing eyes? I didn't see that part. Uh, All important people carry <laughs> folders, by the way. <laughs> you look important. Is that what looking important is? Folders. You look important. If that's the key, I'm going to Staples. <laughs> that's right. Floor by floor, I asked some personal questions. But then my moment was done when he decided to get off on one of the floors and take the stairs. Please reach out if you felt what I felt. Wait a second. He actually said, I'm just going to get out and take <laughs> get the Get me out of here. <laughs> oh, my God. So, wait. Can we... Are we breaking the news to her here? Like, should we tell her here? Tell her. she's listening? Yep. I, I don't think he's into you. He finds you irritating. He probably thinks you got a problem. When you pushed all of the buttons in the elevator to slow it down and then started asking personal questions, it really creeped him out. Yeah. He thought... I would rather take the stairs than deal with this woman now. You look like a total stage five clinger when yes. you did that. Yes. All of this was avoidable. You didn't need to push all the buttons and start asking the personal questions. <laughs> Saying it wasn't me. <laughs> didn't do it. I didn't do that. Uh, this next one was at the, at the veterinarian's. Veterinarian's office. You almost dropped your hamster at the vet waiting room. I'm the one who told you I wouldn't say anything and it's going to be okay. It was last Tuesday. It was around 3 p.m. We made some small talk and you told me you were afraid Captain Snuggles has indigestion. How do you know if your hamster has <laughs> indigestion? I don't, I don't know. And Captain Snuggles, wow. Know. That's cute. Been promoted right up through the ranks to captain. <laughs> That's huge. I feel bad for asking you to take the little hammy out of the shoebox there. He must have been startled quite a bit because he made the grave decision to leap from the palm of your hand and take a chance on what happened next. Captain Snugs kind of bounced off your thigh and you caught it between your feet. I hope I was helpful in calming you down. You were so upset at yourself. I told you the story about my kitty cat and how I was there to get her some antidepressants. I hope the appointment went okay. So we've got a hamster with indigestion and a depressed cat. <laughs> Is maybe there, maybe it, introduce <laughs> the hamster and the cat to each other and solve some problems. We would see how that would go, right? Mm, mm. Do they have antidepressants for cats? I don't. You know, it wouldn't surprise I was me. Just wondering. Cat. I've never heard of that. Hopefully, they're more effective than the ones for people. <laughs> <laughs> also, it could just be that a cat's being a cat. It could also be that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sometimes they just don't like people. Very antisocial from yeah, time to time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the hamster was fine. He caught it with between I, his feet. I guess so. Okay, all right. At least when these things happen, it, it's at a vet. So that's good. Yeah. If anything bad had happened, yeah. the doctor's right there. So now the hamster has indigestion and possibly a broken bone. <laughs> but you're in the right place. And that's key. It'll be okay. 
she trying to hook up with him by making conversation about her depressed cat? Like, why don't you come over and watch how miserable it is? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't, and who says to take the hamster out of the box? Excuse me, can you take that out of here? I don't even believe you that it's in there. I don't believe there is a hamster. Yeah. Show me. Show me it. And then, bah! <laughs> what a day for that vet, by the way. Yeah. Oh, well, great. We've got a real These mess going in the office. It's their fifth time here this week. <laughs> crazy. Oh, that is too good. <laughs> Missed Connections every Monday right here on the Scott and Cat Show.